What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. In today's Business Breakthrough, I sit down with Branson. This was an awesome, very deep business breakthrough about him starting his business with his dad and kind of just getting his feet under him and really just cover some marketing, some business principles, just awesome guy. This kid's going to be destined for success. So, oh man, love it every single time. Check out this business breakthrough starting right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. I'm here with Branson. Brother, you're uh, in the business. How long have you been doing this? Uh, so we became an official LLC about two and a half years ago. Cool, man. Right in the midst of the pandemic. Are you nuts? <laughs> a little bit. So funny, man. That's, uh, that's a great time to start a business, actually, man. You had to hit the reset button. What did you do before you uh, started your painting business? Uh, so I was in school. Um, so... I did my undergrad in mechanical engineering and then I uh, went to seminary after I graduated and then just started painting on the side while I was in seminary and okay. uh, took the, the natural uh, next step from mechanical engineering and seminary is obviously running a painting business. So Yeah, just the next step up, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Good for you, man. Good for you. Continuously proving uh, the system wrong and, and jumping into uh -huh. the trees, man. I love it. So well, tell me, man, what's been going on in the last two years, man? How's uh, how's the business? And tell me some tell me some of the good and tell me what's uh, an area that maybe you're looking for some clarity on or a different perspective. What, what does that all look like? Yeah, so uh, I started working with my dad. My dad started painting back when he was in seminary about 35 years ago, and he's been in full time ministry and uh, has painted on the side during that whole time. And uh, so he always saw it as a part-time thing kind of on the side just helping people out and sure. so two and a half years ago when we when i decided to make an llc and make it my primary source of income my understanding of what making it an official business was kind of breaking down the ways that we painted and rebuilding systems within our actual production and really had no idea what it meant to, to own a business i really just owned a job and listened to your Right. To your podcast kind of helped me <laughs> help me realize that and that's funny uh yeah so i mean it's been good we haven't done i had to put a penny into marketing and we've been able to keep consistent business there's three of us that are full-time and have about three or four guys that pop in and out part-time and uh so we've been able to keep consistent business and now we're booked about eight or nine weeks out and work which i'm not a huge fan of and i'm that's why i'm kind of feeling the pressure to all right, so scale you, got, and you, got, you got three or four guys, you said? Mm -hmm. And who yeah, are so those? So it's me and my dad, uh, and then uh, there's one girl that's the other full-time worker with us, and then one guy that works Tuesday, Thursdays, because he has class Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then there's another guy who is a golf coach that comes and paints with us up until about 2 o'clock before he has to go to golf practice. Every day? Uh, just about every day, unless he has tournaments. Four or five days a week? So, a, uh -huh. so he's kind of like a part-timer? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What times the work they start? Uh, nine o'clock. Okay. All right. So um, how'd you meet the girl? Uh, so she was, uh, she's been a family friend of ours for a long time. She was actually my younger sister's horseback riding instructor. Yeah. Horseback riding okay. trainer. And uh, she quit that because she wanted to do something else and started working with us. And she's, she's an absolute rock star. Like she's phenomenal. definitely going to be the, uh, kind of the, who I build our, our crew on. So I can Great, get off the track. Man. All right. So you already have a future crew leader. That's cool. What about the yeah. part-time guy? How'd you meet him? Classmate? Uh, no, he, uh, he goes to the seminary that I graduated from. Um, so we, we know him through, through my dad's ministry. Cool. Um, 
And then the guy who does golf, how'd you meet him? He's the coach for, for that school too. So oh, <laughs> it's all, man. it's all, there's all connections so, to that school. So, and, and Hey man, connections are great in the beginning. It's survival. Yeah. You got a, built a team from your own resources, excellent mm -hmm. leadership trait, being able to be resourceful and put it together. Now, um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you know this. I'm not probably going to tell you anything you haven't thought of or known. I'm just going to affirm it. Is that okay? <laughs> um, yeah, go for it. You don't have a hiring strategy because you never brought in anybody cold, you know? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And you said a quote, and I want to re revisit your quote because I wrote it down. Um, you said, we haven't put a penny into marketing. Now, in contemporary business, after the business has been proven to be successful, that's a great thing. Um, my first suggestion to you is, well, let me, my first question is, if you were to put a penny in marketing, do you have a strategy for that? Or have you thought about it? No, I mean, I've thought about it, but I'm just, I'm just ignorant when it comes to business. So I don't, I don't really have any, any plans. Okay. Um, not, I don't need actual numbers, but if you and your dad work out some sort of partnership in terms of like how you guys are splitting income, like, what does that look like? Has that been a tough convo or? No, we've been just, so that, that's another thing. So now it, it felt like the first two and a half years, I was kind of breaking down our painting processes and rebuilding it and making that more professional. And now it's in the last couple of weeks, listening to podcasts and kind of diving into more of what um, I'm in the process of breaking down kind of the bad habits that we've done from a, uh, business side of things and right now we've just been kind of spending things 50 50 we have not done a good job at all of allocating our resources and um does he work full-time no so he he's still in full-time ministry but it, especially during the pandemic he's a uh, so he's an evangelist he travels all over the world speaking at different events and awesome. um so when a lot of the events and stuff were canceled, he was painting with us full time. But now that things are starting to open back, open back up, that he's. So yeah, that may. I mean, you know, do you, if you're gonna answer that, man, go ahead. Answer. Yeah. Go ahead, dude. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Yeah, sounds like my house with Amazon packages. Uh -huh. uh, it's a. Uh, I don't know what it is. Some kid out there knocking on doors trying to sell a paint job. Uh, it might be. Okay. <laughs> get my dog fucked up. Okay. Come on, let's go. <laughs> so you know the, the the interesting thing here, man. It's just kind of you know I think the father son dynamic. Um, first of all, I have experience with this. Uh, but second of all, I've coached a lot of people on it. You know, everybody's got to know that everybody's working for the business in a sense, not one's working for the other. So that's important to identify mm -hmm. first off. But the second thing is, is that you've really got to, you really got to line up some clarity in terms of how the numbers and how the money gets allocated properly, because yeah. you should, you know, first of all, if, if this is a partnership, which it sounds like it is kind of like a, a partnership. Yeah, it is. Right. So ultimately, you know, early on in your business, no one should be taking profits, right? Mm -hmm. Like you really need to separate profit and weight, right? So can I ask you, what are you paying yourself? So yeah, we're in the process of switching that up because right now it's literally just been- Take whatever's take, left. Yeah, we've just been taking whatever's left and we've been leaving like 10% into an operating account to- Sure, um, sure. To pay for overhead. Yeah. You know, well, the trick is, man, you know, the, the, the thing about it is, is when you do it like that, you know, it's just, you could have $2,000 one week, $800 one week, $5,000 one week. And like, you're kind of just spinning really your wheels. Right. So, you know, the first thing you need to do is identify, let's reverse engineer how you're going to come up with your salary. Let's start there. Um, okay. So how many jobs are you doing in a week's time? Uh, it depends because we're only doing word of mouth. We, we take on just about anything and everything. And so you probably heard me say that in the podcast a few times, right? I have a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, so we, it depends on the type of so job. So it could be small job. jobs. You could do two bedrooms one day. You could do a whole house the next day. So on average, mm -hmm. from my experience, if you're doing it that way, you guys are probably generating about five to six grand in a week. Yeah, it's yeah, probably closer to seven. 
yeah. Okay, five to seven grand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying on average, because like I said, if you're grabbing small jobs, like if you were just doing whole houses, maybe that would be closer to like seven, eight, but okay. So yeah. like five to six grand. So on, so you could multiply that by four, you know, say seven grand, you know, best case scenario, you're at 28,000 for the month. Would you say that's about right? Yeah, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. Okay. So let's talk about what your paint cost is. Have you ever done any job costing yet? Uh, yeah. So uh, our previous estimating was just me and my dad talking on the phone and figuring out, okay, this is going to take us this long. If we just dude, came I'm up sorry. with the number of how much. It's hard to hear you with the dog, dude. You're, I, I, yeah, I know. I know. It's, He's, I just want to make sure I don't miss anything. Let's <laughs> see if I can get him to stop. Does he not know we're in a coaching session? I mean, I don't know. I I (laughs) forgot to tell him. Uh, Hey, it's funny. It's enough. Okay. Um, We just, uh, my wife and I just moved a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I can hear the echoes. You guys are still moving in, huh? (laughs) Yeah, you can see the. And I see the, it. Got the straight popcorn. Yeah, uh-huh, straight popcorn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So that's one of, another one of the things that we take on that probably are going to take off the list in the future. Uh, <laughs> take that on. We got to get we got to get rid of it. It's causing a lot of trouble. So, so is, in yeah. that in that sense, so so doing about twenty eight thousand a month. Um, you're taking a bunch of random things. Okay, so let's talk about kind of like your job costing. When you look at your job costing, do you have any idea on average how much you're spending on materials? um like paint sundries things like that uh i, I don't know what the, what my the numbers are job costing on average it's between 17 and 20 percent in house painting business okay, okay. so it, you know what we're doing is we're trying to think of like first of all like there's this there's a certain capacity that you can hit as a company with how much individual how many individuals you have in production right so if you had 100 people your capacity is so high but if you only have four you can only do a certain amount of work, no matter how much the demand is for your company, right? That's what you can produce, right? So in other words, like I'm thinking your capacity right now is at 28,000, okay? And that's a best case scenario month. That's seven grand every single week, $28,000 a month, okay? So with that said, we wanna look at like, okay, so if there's a 20% material cost, 20% of this, okay, is about five grand. So 10% of 28,000 is 2,800. And then another 10% is another 2,800. That's how I'm arriving at that number. So it's about Mm -hmm. 5,600 bucks. Okay. So we got to remove that from our 28,000. Okay. So -hmm. if we remove that from our 28,000, that leaves us with like 22,4. Okay. So 22,4 is left over and that's mostly for wages. You know, really, I mean, because you really don't have a lot of overhead. I'm sure. Do you have any like you're not you don't have a shop yet, do you? No, not really. Okay. So if you look at the 22.4, I'm going to say on average that each one of your employees, which I'm considering those three people, which this is going to be a high estimate, okay, is making it about 800 a week. Okay, it's still pretty high. Now, okay, legitimacy here. Do you have them on a payroll? I just set them up on Gusto this week. Good, good. Sounds like you heard my podcast. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I've been following. So Gusto is awesome, you know, and that's going to really make sure that you have a strong financial HR foundation in your business. So at the end of a phenomenal month in your business, you have 22 grand. All right. So if each person in your business is making 800 bucks for four weeks. Okay. And really I'm saying that's $20 an hour on average. Okay. So that means that eight times four is 32. That's each employee is going to cost you about 3,200 bucks for the month. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's 9,800 bucks. So it's about 10 grand in cost. Now that does not include money for you and your dad. So that means that there's $12,400 left over after you pay all your employees. Now that $800 a week is what I'm thinking of in terms of taxes, workers comp, all the things that we just want to bundle in. And of course, I'm just being general here to get, get us down to a number. So after all that, you're looking at 12.4. Okay. So you got to look at it like this out of that 12.4, that's your gross profit. Okay. You're not an employee in my eyes right now until I assign you a salary. 
you're essentially an investor of this company and you're pretty much allocating resources to get the company off its feet. Okay. Mm -hmm. But based on what you're telling me about a seven grand a week, you do have some room to make some money, but you first have to decide how you're going to spend the leftover profit in order to continuously grow the business. That's more important than your salary right now, because if you're taking money from a bleeding company, you're essentially short-term thinking and you're not going to have really any room for growth. Right. So again, mm -hmm. going back to your quote earlier, haven't put a penny into marketing. Here's the deal. Maybe you have this idea that that's a good thing because you hear about it. Companies that don't have to spend money on marketing are successful. Not early on. At my stage in business where I have three crews, we're doing a 1.2 million in a year, and I'm not really interested in going beyond that unless, you know, I mean, something crazy happens where I just want to keep growing. Um, for me not to spend any money on marketing and to still be able to sustain that growth, that's something that is worth being excited about but you don't really know what your capacity is, number one. And number two, you just mentioned earlier that you're taking all these random projects. So you really haven't defined your niche and mm -hmm. marketing helps with that. So you've heard me say this, I'm just reaffirming it. So there's 12, four left over. Okay. Tell me how much have you been paying yourself on average? So on average, probably about 5,000 a month. So about 1500 a week. Yeah. 12, 12, 12, 50 a week. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. so let's take five grand away from that. So we're at our 12, four and we take five grand away. Okay. Five grand away. So that puts us at about 7,400 bucks. Okay. Now let's just say you pay your dad the same amount of money. Okay. Let's say mm -hmm. he makes five grand as well. Okay. That puts us at $2,400 left over for a month's time. Okay. If you're doing that right now, you're not, you probably, I'm probably overestimating because some weeks you only bring in six grand. Some weeks you bring in seven, some weeks you bring in 65. Sometimes there's too much month at the end of the money. Has that been happening? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It has been happening. Yeah. Right. So the way we protect that is we come up with a fair salary right now for you to be making 60 grand a year and him make 60 grand a year. That's $120,000 salary. So if you guys were one person, would that make sense for somebody at your stage in the business to be making $120,000? Probably not. Probably not. So we just got to think like, okay, and this is how you present this. Even if it's your dad or a business partner, you say, hey, this is what our capacity is at, at an average rate of what we're spending. You know, this is how much is left. We've got to look at the big picture here. So you know, because he's maybe on the go, I think you deserve more of a salary because you're keeping the operation up and running. But you have to understand an important variable here in business is called equity. So if you guys have outlined equity, and again, whether this is your dad or not, having a structure like this eliminates arguments, eliminates the friction. Everybody is just focused on, hey, this is an entity that we're trying to grow and we need to do it in a professional way so we can remove emotion and we could just look at data. And we look at it like this. You got to understand that equity is essentially the ability to have a portion of profit. Okay. Profit happens after salary. You guys first have to agree on the salary in order to identify what the profit's going to be. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, how do you know what profit is? You can't just determine your salary on a weekly basis. You have to identify it. So based on this, there's not room for 120 grand. I'll tell you that. I think there's room mm -hmm. for 80 grand. That yeah. would mean either he makes 30 grand and not have to work and you just pay him for his contribution that he's made up until this point as a consultant, you know, mm -hmm. and then you make 50 grand as the CEO. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, that's what, right. Um... But that's just right now. And if he has a gripe mm -hmm. with that, which I just, again, I'm just, paraphrasing here yeah you have to understand that the goal here is to get you to two crews as fast as possible because you have yeah. to realize this okay this one crew i want you to picture this crew like holding up like a ton of bricks right and all those bricks is the overhead the overhead is your salary the overhead is your marketing expense the overhead is maybe gas or paying for vehicles or paying for equipment sprayers brushes all that stuff Okay. So if you have another crew, the, the load is shared with those bricks They get split in half. So in other mm -hmm. words, like you're generating income, but 
each crew can contribute to the overhead because the overhead usually doesn't change. Those are fixed expenses, right? Your salary is mm -hmm. not going to change when you get another crew. It might, but in other words, if the company is responsible to pay for your salary, adding another crew just le lessens the burden of the overhead expenses. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on all that? No, that's good. I know, yeah, I've, I've known that our the way that we manage our numbers has been very just fly by the seat of our pants. And right. uh, I, I know that's been a, a big thing that we need to to sit down and reorganize and restructure it so that we make sure that we have yeah are you in charge to work of the money with. uh so i've been sharing it with with my mom and she's okay. and i mean she works two other jobs she's a real estate agent and okay. um the the coordinator for my dad's ministry so she's doing a bunch of other stuff but she's been kind of helping me with the oh, with the numbers and family um, endeavor Great. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you just present it similar to how I just presented it to you, say, hey, all right, let's look at our spread here. And you might find things that I didn't know about. And I'm giving you best case scenario here. You might even be in the red month after mm -hmm. month, catching up. Maybe you owe Sherwin-Williams if you have a different charge account with them. Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you have a balance on it? Uh, no, we pay it off every month. Pay it off every month. So good. So you're staying yeah. afloat in that regard. So just some mm -hmm. things to think about. You want to outline that structure now that what you've done after these two years is you've validated your idea. You understand mm -hmm. that it works. You understand that input will bring you some sort of output. All right. So yeah. let's lock that in. Second thing is, is that, you know, you're not going to survive off a of word of mouth alone. Yeah. I mean, you'll, I'm sorry, you will survive. You won't thrive. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you have to thrive. Like there's no really option here. You need to learn the process of generating leads and converting those leads to opportunities, converting those opportunities to customers. And it's mm -hmm. a cycle that you can only learn through the act of doing it. So again, we talked about, I asked you a question like, hey, do you know what you would do if you were to spend money on marketing? You said, well, I'm not sure. Well, you have Google, Facebook, paid lead services. Those are your three. Those are your, those are your big heavy hitters. Google, Facebook, paid lead services. I'm gonna do a quick checklist with you to get a pulse on where you're at with those three. So the first one is, is Google. How many reviews do you have on Google? <laughs> we, I just set it up literally like two weeks ago. So we have right. like seven reviews. The best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The second best time is right now. So mm -hmm. don't be too hard on yourself about it. But literally your focus as a business owner should be to get as many Google reviews as possible. You should know in your brain how many reviews the best company in your area has and focus on doubling the amount of reviews that that company has. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to do it. You know, and how do you get reviews? Number one, you make it easy. So you make sure they get a link. Number two, you do good work. And number three, you send them the link. So, mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, you ask. I think I already said that. But you, you ask. You got to ask. You got to look them in the face. Hey, did we do good enough job to earn a review today? Absolutely. I'm going to send you a link. Would you mind leaving us a review? I'd say 75% of the time, if someone looks at you in the eye and says, yes, they're going to do it. Otherwise, go hit a roadblock. Maybe they don't have a Google account or something weird like that. Okay. So that's Google. Right. So do you understand the anatomy of Google? Or would you like a quick tutorial? Uh, yeah, if you don't mind running through it. I quick. will. Absolutely. So there's three phases of Google. You have paid advertising that gets you to the top of the list. Everything's based on keywords. So if somebody in your area says painter near me in Google, Google's going to look for all the painting companies that signed up with Google My Business and present that information to that customer. Remember, Google has customers. They want to give them the best experience. That makes sense. So how do they do that? Well, they judge it based on a few things. Google My Business Profile, the strength of it. And in terms of strength, photos that pop up every now and again. So when you upload photos to it, Google says, oh, that's good. They're an active company. That makes sense, right? If you actually upload photos to your Google profile, Google recognizes that as, hey, they're active. Number two, reviews. Well, what's the rating of that company? Oh, Google says, oh, it's a one star. Why would I present a one star company to my customers? Says Google, they're not. So they look at the reviews and say, that must be a good company if our verified users are reviewing them and saying good things. You know, number three, the address and location. Okay, well, somebody said painter near me. Let me try to find the closest company with the most reviews and the most active and show it to them, right? That's called mm -hmm. SEO. That's called search engine optimization. Right. So you've optimized a search engine in some way to 
showcase information to a customer on the other side of that search. So that's why you'll hear SEO. You know, I'm sure you heard that thousands of times in the last two years, more than you've ever heard in your life, right? Mm -hmm. So when you hire people, what they do is, is they actually optimize your listing. So when people are looking, you can be found. Highly suggest part of your investment portfolio early on at this stage in your business is to invest in SEO. Somebody that knows what they're doing. You don't know what you're doing. You didn't specialize in Google. You didn't take the class. You didn't get certified. You don't spend all your time doing it. And you don't have customers that give you feedback about how good your job is on Google. Don't waste your time. You have better things to do, like running your business, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that we can outsource, all right? That's where that $2,400 needs to be allocated to. Not all of it, but some of it, okay? Remember, that's a future investment in your future word of mouth, your ability to get organic traffic organic and paid traffic. So we were just talking about organic traffic when Google does you the favor based on your great reputation because Google needs you to be able to satisfy their customers. Second thing is paid traffic. So then you have Google ads. Google ads, you obviously can identify what that is. That's just you paying to be at the top of Google when somebody searches for that keyword. Pay to play. You have no reviews, great, pay to play. Your SEO expert will probably offer that as a service to you. So in other words, you're going to get fast results of people that are searching for just the keywords that you want. So what do I mean? Well, popcorn removal. So if you really think that that's a big niche for you, if you narrowed it down and it's something you think you can take on and you can upsell the painting to people that want that and it's something that's working for you, you tell your Google specialist, hey, when people search for popcorn removal in my area, I want to be found. So that's it. And then you just got to pay per click very competitive in interior and exterior painting, not so much in popcorn removal. You see how, obviously, you know that mm -hmm. it's just, it is what it is. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the anatomy of Google um, in, a, in a very short synopsis. Then you have to understand intent, right? So if you go, you and your wife go out to eat ever? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Is it ever one of those things like, where do we want to go? Pop it in Google, see what's, see what's around? Yeah, right. definitely. Do you do that at nighttime or do you do it when you're hungry? When we're hungry. Right. And the reason why is because you know that Google's going to deliver you a result quickly and efficiently when you have the highest level of intent. In other words, you searching for that restaurant, there's a 90% chance you're going to land on something and go and spend money. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with our industry. In other words, you're able to go online and look for a painting contractor and get an estimate it's almost instantly but you don't go to google if you're just speculating right mm -hmm. you go to google with the idea i need my house painted i have an idea of how much i'm willing to spend and now i'm in the phase of seeking estimates the buyer's intent is through the roof <laughs> right so you have to understand that like that is the type of customer that you need right now more than anything are people that have mm -hmm. high you don't really have a lot of expendable income to be able to take on individuals low intent. That's kind of my mm -hmm. area because I can nurture them over time and eventually convert them to customers. But those people cost a lot less than your Google customers because, again, it's all about intent. So mm -hmm. you have Google here that they're, they're second highest intent. And then you have paid lead services. Those are the absolute highest intent, right? So you've heard of Angie. Have you heard of them? Mm -hmm. They probably called you yesterday. Thumbtack, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. um, maybe Thumbtack. Um, really, those are the big two. I don't really know who, who else out there, networks or whatever. So why, are, why is intent that high? Because the customer actually has to fill out an entire questionnaire that indicates what they want, when they want it done, what their budget is, how big their house is, all the way to the point of putting in their address. Right. Would you agree that if somebody goes through that whole process, they're ready to buy? Yes. Definitely. Okay. So these, these companies understand this and they charge accordingly and they get it. They know that, Hey, guess what? If this person's ready to buy, I'm going to charge you way more than somebody that just puts in their first name and says, somebody send me a painter to call me. Right? No, they're hand delivering you people that say that they're ready for paint jobs. So if you were if you had the marketing mindset that I know you, you will adopt as you grow as a business leader, you have to, you might even allocate some money to that area. Say, you know what, I'm going to put 500 bucks into paid leads because I know that the buyer intent is really high. 
Okay. So you have your SEO, you have maybe some Google ads, and then you have your paid leads. Now the last one is Facebook. Facebook is like the jungle, you know, but what's interesting about Facebook is you can get what's called exclusivity. In other words, do you, are you painting cabinets or no? Yes, we do. Well, <laughs> you're in luck, pal. If you do Facebook and you paint cabinets, that might be your breadwinner. And the reason why is because people love seeing the before and afters of cabinets. Who doesn't? Who doesn't stop and look at like your kitchen mm -hmm. look like drab and now it's fab, you know? Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing is Facebook, Facebook marketing can give you exclusivity. In other words, somebody could be scrolling on Facebook. They were not even thinking about painting their cabinets. They didn't even know you could paint, their, paint your cabinets. And they come across your page with you branson at the forefront of the camera saying hey my name is branson just wanted to let you know that uh we just painted these cabinets here they were this color and you show a before picture and now my team's in here painting them white and i just want to let you know we're giving out free estimates now until january with the option to get a free color consultation or whatever some call to action some reason for them to inquire they don't know anyone else that's doing cabinets you convince them that they should do their cabinets. You have created the desire. So your lead cost is generally pretty low there because it's somebody just hitting the send message button and saying, Hey, how much does this cost? Or, you know, and then from there you have to pick it up and kind of convince them to do an estimate. So you could get a lot of volume on Facebook. You have to learn how to sift through the volume, but again, you have the option of exclusivity. They know you, they like you, they trust you. Really what you're doing on Facebook is trying to find those that are willing to pay what you're charging. Okay. Yeah. So that makes that's sense. my, that's my marketing class. That's good. Does that no, help? Does that I, help? I need, yeah, very much so. Yeah. This is, it's all stuff that I gotta, I gotta learn. Well, you just gotta be exposed to it, but here you gotta understand mm -hmm. that like you've got to put money into each one and yeah. it's really wise for you to be like, you know what, I'm going to invest in specialists to help me. I have a marketing guy on Facebook that I can connect you with. I have an SEO guy I can connect you with. I'm not friends with Angie. I don't like them, but I like what they provide. So you yeah. have to sign up with them on their on your own. Um, but okay. you know, the goal, the goal here is for you to see what works, see mm -hmm. what's best for your business. The the biggest benefit overall of this will allow you to niche down. When you have targeted marketing, you're not answering Sally's call for wallpaper removal. You know, because you know that interior painting or cabinets is coming up soon. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure you got yeah. all sorts of jobs on the schedule right now. Yeah, yeah, it's a very wide From range. a leadership standpoint, I want you to remember this. That's stressing your team out, dude. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. it's, it's so right now, me and my dad are doing a majority of the painting, so it's stressing me out. <laughs> well, it's stressing you out, you know. You're, yeah, exactly. You're, you got to get, you got to put on painter's pants tomorrow, probably. Yeah. You know, but that's okay. Yeah. I did too, but you're two years in. So it's like, now it's yeah. like time to pivot. There needs to be this big change that occurs, dude, or else yeah. you will be here two years from now in the mm -hmm. same spot. Problem yeah. is, and here's another leadership aspect. How long has this girl been working for you? Uh, just over a year now. Don't you think it's time to give her some, some sort of authority legitimately? Mm -hmm. Because what, what, what you're doing is you're wasting her talent. You yeah. said you already said she's a rock star. She can mm -hmm. lead. Is she on the job leading now? Uh, no, she's out of town for the of second town? half this week. Right. Uh -huh. So but she will be gotta, next week. Right. So you've got to let go, dude. You know, and I've just seen this happen where, you know, we maybe give them hints about it. Right. Hey, you're next or, hey, this is going to be you. And and then it doesn't come to fruition. So I think you know that. But I'm just saying, man, like. Yeah. You have, you have something. A lot of people don't, I call it a blessing is somebody that's bought into your vision that you've given yeah. them an opportunity to love what they do. They're great with customers. You know, you need to be a supervisor now. And the cool thing is, is that you can go start the next crew. Mm -hmm. All this has to happen at once though. You got to get the marketing right. Yeah. And then you got to get the next crew. What are your questions on hiring? Uh, so yeah, I just posted uh, an indeed ad, uh, two days ago. Um, Cool. So I'm working on the, the process of filtering through it. Yeah. So we, we've got like 55, I think. Uh, so I've nice. been working on filtering through them. Um, there's a handful that I, I think are promising, but 
so I've, I've listened to, like, I've heard you talk about your, the hiring process of yeah. starting with the Indeed ad and having that, that custom question on there, which yeah. has been, it's been great helping me. Game changer, right? It, it is, yeah. Right out, dude. <laughs> uh, some of them just don't even answer it or say, I yeah. want the money or something. Yeah, yeah just, just looking for, yeah. you know, just need some money to pay my rent this month. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but there, so I guess. I, I do need help with the next steps with the phone interview and the in-person interview. Cause I, I it's just stuff I've never done before. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Just knowing, knowing you the know, right questions. To I ask. can give you some, give you some guidance and you got to look at it like this, man, you're going to fall on your face. We've all had our mm -hmm. first phone interview and we've all had our first in-person interview. We've all made dumb decisions when it comes to hiring, but just learn from it. Like for me, you know, I'm going to ask you just honestly, tell me how many people have you called from that application pool? Uh, none yet. None. So you got to realize this, that in the same way, that there's momentum on their side. You got to understand that there's momentum on your side. You've got to be excited for this hire. They got to be excited to work for you for there to be this clash of upward momentum and excitement and them giving you your best. You did a good thing by setting up custom. You got someone new coming into your world now. So it's different than a girl you knew and a friend and like this thing where it's like, hey, I'll pay you this way. Now it's like, hey, these people don't know you from no one. So yeah. when they come into your world, you can create whatever perception you want to create. Now, whether or not that perception is legitimate is going to determine the type of relationship you have, because if it's not, yeah. it won't last because they'll realize that, Hey, this isn't as legitimate as I thought. And there's been yeah. people that I've worked for where I came into it. They talked a big game. Everything's legitimate. There's growth opportunity. You know, there's consistent work. And then I get in there and I'm like, whoa, you know, this wasn't what I thought. This wasn't what it was on the surface. So your job is to make mm -hmm. sure that whatever you say and whatever you promise gets fulfilled. And that's okay if you're working on it while you're making yeah. those promises. That's totally fine. Just you better deliver. And I think that this yeah. gusto thing, whatever's stopping you from, I don't know if there's a, is it fully set up yet? Is it ready to rock? Yeah. So as of today, I think I've got everything. Fantastic. So what's beautiful about this is if you make someone come through all the way through your the end of the hiring process, they're ready. You know, you can mm -hmm. pop them in the gusto, onboard them properly. You can set them with a nice welcome letter from the company. And what that's going to do is going to create some staying power, man. You're going to yeah. gonna stay, stay, stay with you and they're going to give you their best because they're like, man, this is way different than the last paint company where I had to literally call the, the owner on Friday at four o'clock to see if he was going to come by the job to bring me my check, you know? Yeah. Because remember, people like you, but they, they came for the money, <laughs> you yeah. know, so, you yeah. know, that's, you know, how you handle that is, is so important. It's vital, man. We don't even, we don't even want to talk about checks or money in, in my business. It's going to be there. You just focus on your job. Don't yeah. worry. You know, so that's the mentality you got to have, but here's the deal. Um, when it comes to phone interviews, you know, the first thing you want to identify is, are all the housekeeping items taken care of, right? Yeah. Car, transportation right? That's, that's a big question. Here's how I started. Say, you know, first of all, I message the applicants that I want to give a phone interview to, and I want mm -hmm. them to respond to me. Okay. So I either email them or I send them a message through Indeed. I say, Hey, you know, we're excited to meet with you. The next stage in our hiring process is a brief phone interview. Please let me know the best time to give you a call um, today or tomorrow and the best phone number to reach you. Right. I've sent that message probably a hundred times. I get a 20% usually return on people actually responding to it. And I know they okay. get it. Indeed hits them with it. They see it in Indeed. Again, people that are eager will tear down barriers to get their job. Okay. Yeah. So for me, that's a weaning out process. The people that do great. I call them and I'm setting the expectations early. I say, Hey, you know, first of all, I just want to thank you. You know, it's going to be a brief phone interview, kind of just for us to feel each other out. Um, I just first want to ask you a little bit about yourself and I just leave it open-ended. Talk to me about yourself. Tell me what's going on. And man, you'd be so surprised when you open up that floodgate, what comes out, you know, and usually uh, right there, you can get a feel for the type of person they are, what motivates them, why they're in the situation they're in, you know, and I'm just looking for red flags. You know, yeah. I'm looking for red flags. Um, if they make it past that and I didn't get what I want, you know, I'm really looking again for motivation. I'm looking for why they're in their position that they're in and what they're looking for out of my company. So first thing is I say, you know, what, you know, let me ask you, like, why are you in the position you're in? Like, are you currently working for somebody? Oh, you're not. Okay. Well, what happened? You know, and I like to kind of 
feel out what the current work environment's like, and then figure out if they're not working what the situation was. Chances are I'm going to check the reference anyway, if they put the reference of the last job. So I try to like make sure that I have some sort of, you know, indication of if they're going to be honest. And then mm -hmm. the third thing is, is that I really just try to get the housekeeping item out, out of the way. So if I kind of get a good feel for, you know, who they are as a person, driver's license, hey, just so you know, we do run a background check on all of our applicants. Is there anything on that that would show up on that background check that you would like to bring up to me over the phone? And I say it like that because I don't want them to think that there's something that could potentially ruin their, 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 you know, the chances of them getting a job. It's just more of, hey, just be honest with me if there's something, you know, I just want to know, you know, let's see honesty and transparency there. And then the last thing is, um, I like to say, you know, there, there, something that's important to us is, you know, making sure that, you know, we're helping our employees hit their goals, man. So what's, what's your biggest goal, man? What are you waking up? What wakes you up for? What wakes you up every morning? Um, and I try to word it in a way that's just like, hey, man, what's your goal? Like, what are you striving for? And Man, like the difference between the people that tell me their family or, you know, I just, I just want better for myself or, you know, I'm, I'm really wanting to get a house or an apartment, or I want to kind of elevate in some way or, or, or in some shape or form versus people mm -hmm. saying, yeah, I'm just trying to make some money or I'm trying, you know, it's the same thing as that initial question, night and day, yeah. man, night and day. Mm -hmm. I have, everyone in my business is striving for something. And the reason I can say that honestly is because I've, I've asked and I yeah. know every person in my business has some sort of ambition. You can't have individuals in your business that don't strive for something outside of making a paycheck. So, um, yeah. so just getting that out of the way, man, it's like, dude, your time is valuable. And it's like, right now, Brandon, like you have very little room for er error in bringing someone on because you're you, this next person starting your second crew. So it's not somebody that you could just kind of like, you know, take a chance on, you know, you really got to make mm -hmm. sure you go through the process. So if you do that, then you do the in-person interview. Now, that's kind of like the, the tell-all be-all. So you're, you're going to want to do this at like a Starbucks or like a mutual location. So after the phone interview, I'll say, hey, um, hey, man, you know what? I think, you know, I think we have a lot in common here. I think uh, I want to invite you to an, an in-person interview. Is that something you'd be interested in? Obviously, the answer is usually yes. Great. I'm going to send you an address. Um, we'll sit outside, man. We'll chat it up and see if, uh, you know, see if this, this is going to work out. And then I'll just meet them for the, for the in-person interview. And at that time, man, I have a pretty good indication, you know, if I'm going to hire them. So I'm usually preparing uh, for that and going into that in-person interview. Are they on time? Are they presentable? You know, do they make me feel safe? <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, this is just things that I'm thinking of in my, my customer's um, perception. Um, and do I feel like they'll get along with my team members? You know, those are things that are important, even though like they could hit all the boxes. If I don't feel like they'll mesh with my team, I'm not going to put a bad egg in a good basket. You know, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Even if they, even if they have the skill set, even if they hit all the boxes, I can't be lazy when it comes to hiring. I have to really make sure that I'm putting someone good into the environment. So what I do is I'm really looking at that point in the in-person interview to try to identify like team related questions. Tell me about a time where you made a mistake on a previous job. How did you handle it? And it's so weird, dude. You'll hear answers that don't, they don't admit they made the mistake. <laughs> and it's mm -hmm. like, you can't be on a team and not take responsibility for when things go wrong because you're going to put blame on another teammate and what's that going to cause chaos. So everyone, I try to find people with humble personalities that understand, hey, I'm not perfect, but I'll, I'll give you my best, you know? And, you know, you might hear this, man, it's strict, but dude, hiring is your business. You're either going to spend all the time hiring or you're going to spend all your time firing, you know, pick which one, <laughs> you know, you want to do. So yeah. that's kind of how it goes, man. And like, I'm paraphrasing, but you're going to get yourself in some situations where you're on the fence about it. And you're going to be like, ah, man, I just went through all these applicants. I really need somebody. And, you know, my suggestion is just go slow with it, you know, and, 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 you know, do that. But remember, yeah. You're not going to be confident in hiring unless you have jobs coming in. You know, yeah. how many times is the phone ringing? Let me ask you one outside question in terms of like your tech stack. Um, mm -hmm. What's the phone situation looking like? Is it your cell phone? Uh, yeah, it's just my cell phone. You need to change that now. Okay. Should not be your cell phone. You need a, a cloud-based phone system that allows you to 
route calls. I mean, doing it now is going to be better than building up a relationship with your local market for five more years and then only knowing your cell phone. Because here's the yeah. problem. Here's the problem. Like when you get a call, you don't know how to answer. You always have to answer it. Hey, what's the name of your painting company? Dupre Painting. What is it? Dupre Painting. Oh, that's your, okay, Dupre. So yeah, it's my last name. You my answer it name. like Dupre Painting. This is Branson. Like, is that kind of how you do it? Yeah, this is Branson with Dupre Painting. With everyone, right? Any random mm -hmm. number that comes through, right? Yeah. You're like, no, Branson, this is your aunt. <laughs> exactly. So, so what's cool about a cloud-based phone system is, is that it'll ring your phone and let you know it's a business call. So you can answer it efficiently and accurately. And okay. another thing is, is that if you ever get someone that you want to answer your phone, you could just add them as a user and then the phone will ring their phone. So it's a really awesome tool. And I think the okay. reason I'm seeing this is because that phone needs to be ringing, man. Like you yeah. need to get the marketing going. You want to make sure that your, your process is so smooth all the way through. So when you do make these hires, you're not making them out of like, Hey, I wonder if I can keep this guy busy. You know, mm -hmm. I wonder if this is going to be something that works out. Cause you've got to, again, you got to go into that hire knowing that you're going to make it. It's a good decision. You're going to figure out mm -hmm. a way to make sure that they're paid. You have room for okay. one more hire right now, even if you keep all the crew members together. And I think mm -hmm. that might be a good first step is get that new hire in, mesh them with the team, take yourself a little bit out of production. That's going to allow you to focus on these tech stacks and the system and the foundation and the marketing. Last mm -hmm. thing, last marketing piece. Are you doing anything local? As far as marketing goes? Yes. Uh, we, so we have one sign that we put in yards when we're, <laughs> when we're painting their houses, but that's, that's about it. Okay. I mean, I have, so I have, I've done signs dude, and like, maybe 4% of my leads come from signs. Okay. It's not good. Um, you probably don't get many calls from your signs, do you? No, it's, it's all, it's almost all just people that know us or that they've been directly referred to from right. people that so we've done jobs from. So you're relying on people to just help you and like run your business. Like that's the, that's, I'm just letting you know, like that's where it boils down to is like, Mm -hmm. we've identified new marketing, but I'm just saying in terms of like local marketing, if you, if you've heard, have you ever heard of BNI? I have not. Yeah. BNI. I want you to look it up and I want you to find a local chapter. It's a bunch okay. of business owners that get together and all they do is share leads with one another by way of referrals. So you okay. actually have people that have a vested interest in referring you word of mouth. So mm -hmm. again, dude, like, one of these things in business is just going all in. And I don't think you've had your all in period yet, but you won't yeah, get any big input, big output, small mm -hmm. input, small output. And the cool thing mm -hmm. is, is that the worst thing that could ever happen is that you have to fire everybody and you just paint yourself. And if you have nine weeks worth of work, you'll be busy for three months and you'll make, mm -hmm. you'll make $22,000 a month. Yeah. <laughs> you know, any feedback uh, on all that, man? What do you think? No, that's good. Uh, yeah, I, I know it's one of the things I feel like I'm taking in all this information all at one time and you know there's all these different aspects and I guess I kind of need some help figuring out, okay, how do I sift through all this and not get, and not get overwhelmed and figure yeah, out, okay, cool. what's next step. And yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the first thing is what software are you using in your business? Uh, so, so about three months ago, uh, just got fed up with how we were doing estimates and had heard of a, a software called paint scout. So we, uh, we started paying for paint scout for, so I've already paid for it for the year. And I've, as soon as I've seen drip jobs, I've seen, like, wow, that looks awesome. It's definitely what our business needs right now, but it's, uh, I'm just trying to make sure budget wise that we can make it work while we're paying for paint scout at the same time. So the, the paint scout's a great estimating tool. That's mm -hmm. what it's big, you know, big focus on, but if you're going to be investing yeah. in marketing, you need a, a lead nurturing software that automates the pipeline. So people that you bring mm -hmm. into the pipeline can be nurtured. They can convert to estimates, estimates convert to sales. I'll give mm -hmm. you 60 days for free. If you decide you want to come to drip jobs and try it out, because I'm going to give you some action steps that if you just, Follow my advice, man. And you don't think too much. I'll mm -hmm. take it right to where you need to be because I've done okay. this and I've seen it happen. Okay. First thing is you have to allocate at least five grand toward marketing. 
and you can't think of five grand the way college you used to think of five grand, bro. You really got, to, I'm serious. I know yeah. it's hard because I used to, dude, I used to be broke. I understand the concept of like, dude, I remember making $8 an hour. So five mm -hmm. grand to me, I still value it in a sense that like, man, that's a lot. But mm -hmm. when you are a business owner, dude, you have to put gas into that car, bro. <laughs> like you've yeah. got to, because the goal is, is for you to get it out. So if you had $5,000 right now, all your problems will go away because all the problems go away when you have solid marketing and you have good leads coming in. So I would mm -hmm. allocate right now, I would allocate, ready for this? I would allocate $2,000 to SEO, $2,000 to Facebook, and then $1,000 to uh, paid uh, lead generation. So I'd go to Angie with $1,000. I'd go to SEO and Google, allocate that for $1,000, and I'd allocate $2,000 to Facebook, and I'd only run ads on Facebook for cabinet refinishing. Okay, it's five grand. Okay. And then the next thing is today, and I'm going to give you connections for both Facebook and Google after this call. And then today you need to call three applicants and do three phone interviews. And at this point, I'd say, skip the message. And just, if you see someone you like, just call them. When you call, I would say, Hey, is it a good time to talk? My name's, you know, Branson with, you know, desperate painting uh, and just be like, Hey, is it a good time to talk? So, so I would at least do three of those, bro. Awesome. I appreciate it. And that's it. I mean, awesome. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of it as anything other than just those three things there. Allocate, at least lock it in, inquire to these individuals that I share with you. If you find someone else, totally fine. Sign up for Angie, get that going. If you want to sign up for drip jobs, I'll give you 60 days for free. If not stick with what you have, come when you're ready. But I'll tell you this, okay. when you buy leads, and you start to market, you are going to want to organize those leads because you're paying yeah. for them. So you need something that organizes. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I got for you. You think you can make that happen? Yeah, that's good. That, that definitely helps me. Uh, uh, and I would give you the incentive of, hey, by next Friday, you should have one new applicant. Okay. One new, one new hire in your business. So by, by next, next Friday? By next Friday. And then go through the process of onboarding them into Gusto and set expectations and inform the girl who's been a rock star for your company that she's in charge. And then when you bring that new person in, you're going to introduce that person to her as the crew leader, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you yeah. have to, unfortunately, like that part-timer that you have, we need all in people right now. Yeah. You know, just mm -hmm. be like, hey, man, I can't give you as many hours this week. I got to get this new guy on board. Yeah. Is that helpful? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's very helpful. Appreciate cool, it. Man. Do you want me to send you an email with some information after this? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I will, man. I good luck it. to you. And uh, man, come back in three months and let me know how it went. Yeah, we'll do. Good luck, man. Thanks, Thanks for your time. You're welcome. Yeah. See you. All right, bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to that business breakthrough. So uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to transition this episode to a testimonial. That's right. So uh, one of our awesome Drip Jobs users was kind enough to do a short testimonial for us. I asked him some questions that I'm sure a lot of us have about what Drip Jobs is. Is it valuable? So if you would like to sit and listen to this, I'd appreciate it. You can sit, hang around, and hear what one of our very happy clients has to say about Drip Jobs for his business. Uh, what is going on? I'm here with Matthew and Carrie of Purity Painting, um, and they are in Minnesota, users of Drip Jobs. Uh, the other day you had a Drip Jobs hat on, so you must like it. Ah, you have it right there. <laughs> Got to represent, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what is, um, you know, first things, you know, I like to frame it like this because I want people that are on the fence to hear it. Like initially, were you on the fence about trying, trying out Drip Jobs? Absolutely. Very much. Very much so. <laughs> a little skeptical? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but. What, what was it that was skeptical? Was it the price? Was it the promise? Was it the goofy guy who talks about it all day? <laughs> well, um, our first introduction to Drip Jobs was in uh, at the PCA Expo, yep. and that's where I was able to meet you and uh, uh, someone who's on your team or uh, works with you um, ran through a demo on his um, iPad. And what what kind of got me was um, I think there was like a, um, a company open for the demo 
but he was like, you know what? I'm going to close out of this really quick. I'm going to get into a, a different uh, browser. And he pulled up his own painting company. <laughs> and it wasn't yours. It was his own. Yeah. And he began to show me how it worked. Yeah. And, um, and so I immediately got on the horn with Carrie uh, here <laughs> in Minnesota and said, okay, we've got to check this out because um, I don't know if I should name names, but we tried a lot of other um a sure. lot of other uh, programs and different things. And um, some of them were like kind of economy. Some of them were quite, ex quite spendy, you know, um, but didn't deliver what we needed at all. And so we tried like eight different things and then uh, decided to give drip drops a whirl. Yeah. Love it. And then the rest is history. Exactly. Yep. What is it that you, what is it that you like about drip jobs the most? Like if you had to sum up something, what is it, what does it do for you in your business? I'll go first and then I want to let Carrie answer it yeah. because we both use it probably equally as much um, on multiple devices. And uh, what I like is that, you know, you brought up the, like the, the cost, like at, at first, was that kind of something that sure. uh, kind of was maybe going to deter you from, from uh, trying it out. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I feel like it, it saves a lot of money because it saves a lot of heartache, headache, it just is easy, you know, like made by a painter for painters, sure. you know, absolutely. It's just easy to navigate. And even in the few short months since we've been um, using drip jobs, I guess it's what March, mm -hmm. I believe um, you've rolled out a ton of new stuff that just makes life even easier. The Google integration. Wow. Uh, you just talked to us today about uh, kind of a hack for company cam, which we yep. also use, which we also <laughs> signed up for down at PCA Expo. Yep. Um, and then you mentioned that you're going to work on something that's even a little bit more direct going forward. Yep. And so uh, it just works great for us. Yeah. Uh, it makes things quick and easy. And it's easy to follow. It was hard for me. Uh, I'm pretty 80 ADD uh, to <laughs> always follow up and say, hey, could you give us a review or, you know, I just want to let you know that uh, we're on our way to your job. And so, yep. on and so love that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. man. I, I no, just that's a good that. answer because it's important. Everybody does business different. And, you know, kind of spearheading this project of drip jobs. It's like, man, this is people's businesses, right? Your whole business is on that thing. And what we want to do is just make it to where it's almost like you have an employee full time, 24 seven, just like, hey, here's the information you need at the exact time you need it. Hey, this is the follow-ups that I did today. Hey, you know, we just got a proposal accepted. Hey, enjoy your vacation. I got it from here, right? <laughs> just, just yesterday, I, I sent out a few like before bed and, yeah. and and woke up to a couple of deposits. You know? Oh, dude, there's nothing um, better than that, right? Yeah. And and, <laughs> and we, we, we had uh, apparently hadn't set up uh, like having our clients kind of uh, cover yeah. the costs of the of those transactions, but it's deterred nobody. You know, yeah. Everybody wants to pay on a card. It's so easy. It. Easy. It's so much different than to, to go get there or PayPal right. or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. And Carrie, you had some thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, so it has just streamlined our CRM. It is just like taking away so much headache of like, okay, who do we need to go schedule a bid for? Who do we need to actually go to the bid that's already scheduled? Who do we need to follow? It's like, you know, instead of having all these things, out there it's just all right in front of us um which has just been a life i tell people this all the time in the demos it's like my new line it's like listen drip jobs is not going to do anything that you're not already doing or trying to do and it's like all those buckets just represent like where your customers are drip jobs is just showing you you know mm -hmm. and then and it, and it gives you some like sense of do you guys feel like you're a lot more in control like of your business oh, like you kind of yeah. like, oh, see the big oh, picture yes yeah hey, yeah much more control and yeah. it saves us a lot of time and headache. a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Something as easy as like just clicking into GPS to the address on an estimate. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, it just take, takes you right there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, That's good. Um, so you guys saw the new update. What do you guys think? Has it been helpful? The new update, like the, yeah, Google? the new update, like the Google and the different. Oh, yeah. There, there's a lot, a lot to it. Um, and even little things like the, like the forms that you can, you know, have on there and you just click and it's already there. Or like, we like to, we like to, um, give like a little PDF of like, Hey, here's some duration exterior, uh, satin that we're going to be using. And they yep. kind of get to see that and like what yep. that's like, you know, I just click on it and it's already in there. Yep. There's the so template. Yeah. 
that are um, kind of preloaded, yep. but you can kind of, you Talk can do, you can crank things out much faster mm -hmm. without yep. re-uploading things, uploading. Uh, well, then uh, you're going to love that little company cam thing I did. Cause when you tell, when you told us that, I'm like, oh, I got to show them. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that on Facebook this morning and uh, I yeah. need to look at it again and give it a whirl. Yeah. So I think you'll, you'll save a lot of time there, but you know, listen guys, part of this was just, you know, just saying hello. Uh, and I thank you for your time today to, to do this. And really the goal is to grow drift jobs and create more cool features. We're, we have a lot of that we're working on. Um, you know, last I was ended like this, Hey, what's one thing you would tell somebody that's on the fence right now, who's maybe just starting their business or doing it on their own. And just, there's a bunch of stuff all over the place. What would you tell them? Give them some advice real quick. I would say like to them, give it a try because you'll realize within just the first day, it's going to save you so much time. Yeah. And the, yeah. And the time is the most valuable asset we have. So yeah, it's sure is. <laughs> I, I, I would say the same thing. If, if you're on the fence, just go for it because it, it's something that uh, whether, whether you, whether you're just starting out and you don't even have like any capital or anything, or you've been doing it for a long time, it's just going to be, it's, it's like having another person working for you mm -hmm. and yeah. um, doing so much work for you. It's well worth it. We're excited um, for anybody else who's going to join. Yeah. It seems like what's also great. I know you probably got to uh, get off here, but um, there's a community of drip jobbers, you know, um, yeah. online and people are sharing things and, and it's almost like there's an energy around it, you know? Um, yeah, I agree. That's just really great. And yeah. you guys clearly take pride in what you do and do great oh, work. I love it. Yeah. It's the, it's the culture of drip jobs. And I think it's, you know, there's a lot of growth minded motivated people and they're trying to hit different heights in their business and you guys know that you know if you listen to anything that i put out there it's all it's legacy we're trying to build a legacy trying to build a business that can be scaled maybe sold or who knows but we got to have good software to do that so you guys are awesome thank you uh for giving me the time today and sharing that and uh it really means a lot all right take care tana thank yeah.